Hi, Olya. Tell me a story. So here's my story. And I have a metaphor to begin with so that you can kind of immerse yourself into this story. And it will be especially useful to gamers or ex-gamers. So imagine that you're playing a video game and unexpectedly your computer just shuts down. What can you do? It's game over and it's not your fault, but you're left with no choice but to restart. And the only good news about it is that you kind of know the game and what your mission was. So similar black swan happened in my life. Well, but not only in my life, but to the 40 millions of other fellow Ukrainians. As I was enjoying my maternity leave, something that I could never imagine to happen happened in the 21st century in the middle of Europe. February 24th, 2020, I woke up to the sounds of explosions. At first, I thought I was dreaming, but then my phone started buzzing and I was receiving messages from friends and family that war has started. That was an end of my peaceful and relatively predictable life. And also that was a beginning of the forced migrant life, which Honestly, I would never wish for anyone. I intentionally don't call myself a refugee because I'm not officially recognized as one, as well as other Ukrainians. My first concern was ensuring safety for my children. I have two boys, now they're eight and two years old. Ensuring their safety came with a myriad of anxieties. And I was asking myself every day, how would I feed them? Where would we sleep next night? How can I support my older son who was realizing what's going on? Because the baby didn't realize what's happening. But how can I make sure that my child goes through the trauma of war uh, while maintaining my own sanity and optimism? So when everything started, I tried to be a cheerleader. I tried to shield my children and my family. And I was kind of portraying our journey as an adventure filled with new places and friendly faces. But every night as everyone was falling asleep, I was crying and saying goodbye to the life I knew and was trying to accept this fact because deep down I realized that I'm not coming back home anytime soon. So that's how my story starts. 580 days into the war forward. I am now in Canada. And the funny thing is that if I was ever asked in my previous life, where would I like to live if I had to leave Ukraine, I would stay Canada. This is an amazing country with developed democracy, strong values, and absolutely inclusive to newcomers. And also, uh, a very interesting fact about Canada, it's a home to a vast Ukrainian di diaspora, one of the biggest in the world. And it really feels great to be supported by grandchildren of Ukrainians who were escaping war a hundred years ago. Basically, adapting to this new life is a journey in itself. And while 
This journey was born from tragic circumstances. I discovered happiness here. And much of this happiness actually comes from my profession. So from the things that I'm doing and have been doing all along. When I started planning my move to Canada, securing an employment was very important because coming here without a job would be a financial suicide. And besides, Canada is very big and I wanted to have a clear destination where to go. So I started looking for a job, but my ego has taken a very strong hit once my soul thought after professional status with 15 plus years of communications and marketing experience felt reduced to nothing. And after numerous projections, I realized I was doing something wrong. At this point, I finally got over myself and started reaching out to my network, asking for help. And asking for help was something else I had to learn through this journey because I was always on the giving end. And it takes a lot of courage actually to ask and admit your vulnerability and reaching out. So the breaking point finally came when I met a very wise woman. She asked me an important question after I ranted about my great skills and accomplishments throughout all of my career. And she said, okay, I understand that you're a strong professional, you're a high performer and blah, blah, blah. If you were to choose one thing among everything that you have done before, what would you focus on? And honestly, I answered in a heartbeat that it would be internal comms. And this was one of my favorite assignments in my PNG days. I learned a lot there and I have grown professionally a lot within that assignment. But the most rewarding part of that was an impact I had on the people I cared about. And I genuinely enjoyed working with my executive team. We had a lot of fun. So that woman introduced me eventually to Andrea Greenhouse, the founder of Vision to Voice, internal communications agency. And we had a chat with Andrea sometime later after I was introduced. Andrea for me was a shining light of internal communications and a recognized expert I was eager to learn from. We just talked, there were no expectations. I was just hoping to get her advice, but I still remember it like today, it was one of the happiest day of my life. Uh, when uh, I received a message from her around Christmas that she has a job for me. And that was actually a turning point because at that moment I realized that I have a destination in Canada and I'm going to Ottawa. I landed in January, end of January. Ever since uh, it's been already eight months, it was a very enriching journey so far and I'm learning a lot from the clients that I work with across North America. I'm learning a lot from different sectors and industry. And I keep doing things that was making me happy. And I'm helping people because of the work that we as internal communicators do. But at the same time, I've never 
lost sight of my friends and family who are still in Ukraine and the reality they have to put up with today until now the war is still going on once I kind of felt my feet I started doing more than just donating to different uh, charities and I've initiated a fundraiser to help Ukrainian army and to amplify those efforts because fundraising turned out to be extremely difficult thing to do and I'm super happy that I'm not doing it for a living because I would be very poor. I started to support my fundraiser with offering free consulting services to people who are looking for jobs. I'm using the experience from my days at Procter & Gamble because there I was an interviewer and the experience of my job search in Canada that made me realize how depressing and often devastating uh, for mental well-being the process can be. That's why I'm trying to help as many people as possible to get through this. That's kind of a status for today. Here I am. Uh, this is my story. And I'm hoping to support my country, raise my children, and also leave a legacy in my cherished communication profession. I have two questions I'd like to ask. How are your kids doing? Is, okay. is everything going okay there, you know, eight months into Canada? And after, I, I can't imagine what it would be like to go through just daily, the daily grind of what you guys were going through with two young kids. But how are they doing now? Well, the little one, luckily for him, when war started, he was five months. Now he's two years old. And most of his life, he lived outside of Ukraine. Uh, he's amazing. He's doing well. Like having his family around, it's the only thing that matters to him. So for that kid, I am absolutely sure that he's fine. Um, the one who's eight now, uh, he's also doing great. And what I really, really like is the education system here and how he's being supported in school. I really see that he's happy, like he wakes up early in the morning, getting ready for school, like being super happy about the bus. We never had these things because we have everything in walking distance. Yeah. Like the biggest problem for me in North America is that like you can't just go and walk to the park or your school or your hospital or the market. But he loves the bus. He learned the language really fast, like extraordinarily fast. In three months, he was fluent. Wow. So in the beginning, it was, of course, sometimes for him frustrating because when he cannot, and he likes to talk, if he cannot explain himself, <laughs> he gets super frustrated. Yeah. But now he can speak and make new friends. I'm really happy for seeing that my son is happy because that makes me feel as a good mom. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's so great. I'm glad they're doing so well because it's, you know, we know kids are resilient. At least that's what they say. But we don't want to test it that much. That Those are those are terrible circumstances to, to see how resilient your kids are. Yeah, very happy that they're doing well. Thank you. Well, actually, I think... Uh, that I hopefully he doesn't get really traumatized with this experience, but he already gained so much. Like 
uh, in Ukraine, we're bilingual. We know Ukrainian, but we also know Russian mm -hmm. because we were occupied by Russia for so long that our families all speak Russian. He was bilingual. And first, when we crossed the border, we went to Poland. And while we were waiting for our documents for Canada, he managed to attend school there and he learned Polish so he can speak and write in Polish. And now as he came to Canada, he learned English and he is also learning French. For a kid who is eight years old, he is already kind of knowing five languages. I think that's really cool. I have a feeling he won't have trouble communicating. I think he's going to catch catch on to that pretty, pretty well. You know, all these experiences of waking up to the sound of bombs, fleeing your home, not sure where you're going every night, crying because how do I take care of my kids? How does this, what, what's life going to be tomorrow, much less what would life be years down the road and coming through this experience and into Canada. So what's, what do you think is the big thing you've learned about yourself? Well, I don't want to kind of, you know, brag about myself, but I've learned that I'm a warrior and I never give up. If I have a vision, when war only started, my family thought I was like going crazy because I had a vision. I want to be in Canada. I knew that like tomorrow, nothing's gonna change. The reality is what it is. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of fighting my way through like this whole situation because looking for a job was a nightmare. I never actually had to look for a job before. Yeah. I worked all the time for one company and uh, that was so crushing. Like, you know, you don't know what's going to happen here and now, but you still have to make sure that your children are safe and they're happy and they have a fighting chance in life because I didn't want to jeopardize their education and whatever possibilities they have. So I was kind of fighting my own battle. I feel very good right now that I didn't give up at any point when everybody else were saying like, you're crazy, you, you don't know where you're going, you have no family there, like, What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, that is being a warrior, though. That's knowing what is best for you and your family and going and making it happen. So that's that's amazing. Okay, one last thing I have to know. What is your... I'm going to call it like a creature comfort, just something you found in Canada that's just... You just really love, like even selfishly, like, oh, I just really love you know, poutine or I'm throwing out, I just threw out Canadian. Um, everyone yeah. in Canada is going to think I totally know nothing about their culture, but you know, what's one thing that you're like, man, I, I just, I really, I really like this. Mm, that's a tough question because it's very hard like to put a finger on one thing, <laughs> but to be honest, what I really love is not a thing. I would say it's people. Mm -hmm. And I was telling to my team when I only started, I was telling to them, like, if I am looking grumpy or you think that I'm mad at you, it's just my regular facial expression. 
I'm not smiling as much as you do. And this is just like a cultural thing. I have the same face. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I was like, yeah, and we were joking. Like I said, Ukrainians smile for a good reason. We don't normally smile as much as people do smile here, but I really love it. I love that people are open and they're really sincere and they're really nice, really nice. But yes, I love Tim Hortons and I love donuts. I rediscovered donuts for myself in Canada. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, yeah. Zane.